I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
Hey, idiots. Welcome to the year-end episode of Ignorance is hashtag blessed. I know it's been a little while, but I figured I'd do a wrap-up before we begin the new year, and I'm going to be coming back in full force with some cool guests for you. Uh, also, if you have ideas for guests or maybe topics you'd like to hear covered that I haven't covered, you want more of a topic I've covered in the past, best way to get those to me, join the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Uh, answer the questions. There's security questions. and They'll just ask, you know, why are you here? Mention the podcast and and drop them. I posted asking and I got a bunch of cool ideas and I'm always looking for more because a lot of what last year was was sort of uh, self-help, self-love exploration and I'll probably do more of that because I'm working on more of that myself but uh but I want to you know also get back into the curiosities medical science religion gender all that stuff that we've done in the past and uh and get deeper into those so hit me up let me know I'm excited to to get back into the swing of things with this um I I, on that note I'm going to be talking in this episode about sort of my goals for next year, which balance is one of them and making room for the things that are important to me, which includes this podcast, obviously. And some end of the year things, a little wrap up and looking forward. Just figured we're closing out the year on kind of a bummer note as far as COVID. I don't have it, but I know a lot of people do. It's spreading a lot quicker. I'm sipping my iced coffee. Um, yeah, so hopefully you're staying safe. Uh, I know that they're saying this strain isn't as deadly, so that's promising. Uh, and I'm not a scientist and, uh, uh, I don't claim to be a scientist and the whole format of this podcast is that I'm an idiot. So don't come here expecting me to like be a voice of, uh, you know, brilliance all the time. (laughs) Go to the CDC for that. They're just making shit up over there. So uh, why can't I do it here? It's fucking can't trust the government. You know, who you can trust me, an erratic podcaster who says whatever comes into her mind. And sometimes it's completely incorrect. But uh, I'm hoping this at least is a sign it's trending toward mutating to being nothing more than a common cold. And that there is. Some sort of light at the end of the metaphorical tunnel that we've all been in and out of these last two years. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, end of the year. I'm closing out the year at the comedy store tonight. Got to do New Year's Eve there. I'm performing, but also going to hang out there. I, I in the past, I have hung out there. I've also done like do my set and go to some New Year's show. But here's one thing I've realized that uh, a lot of my closest friends in the city I live in are my coworkers and it's, you know, a little unusual for your place of work to be also your happy hour hangout place, but it is. So I need to be more grateful that I have that. And instead of, you know, going and doing my set and getting out, which is what I've done more of lately, obviously, you know, notwithstanding, you know, COVID restrictions and keeping it safe that, you know, big picture when this all fingers crossed (sighs) lightens up. Just being more so- social, not trying to like skedaddle. I feel like my brain has had moments of being like, oh, I'm, I'm caught in a conversation on my way home when it's like it's a conversation I enjoy. I'm not like caught. It's not like I'm caught at the office. It's like, no, I'm I did my time. I've clocked out. I'm hanging out with my friends and being more grateful for the friends I have there. Uh, that's been a big one. 
um, a little a big, big recent kind of clicking of the brain. It's been a good year, all things considered for me. I had a lot of, I sat down and did the, an Instagram post where I did my little like, let's reflect on, you know, what this year has been. And it's been a lot, a lot of cool little professional things. Not even little, good, big, like big professional things. But also life things. I moved in with my boyfriend. I got to show him my hometown in Alaska. We went to Hawaii. We've grown a lot. I've learned a lot about communicating when living with a partner. Where in the past, uh, I've had relationships where, uh, because I have abandonment issues, which I'll also touch on. Wait, before I go into this, I wish there was someone here to bring me back to this. Because I'm going to go, what was I fucking saying? I am already getting dates on the road, so I wanted to let you know about those. I will be in Des Moines, Iowa. I know you're fucking out there. I see the numbers in Iowa, so you better fucking come. February 18th and 19th, I'm going to be at Funny Bone in Des Moines. So tickets for that are already up on my website, jmscomedy.com slash shows. I believe I'll be coming to Alameda Comedy Club up in the Bay Area and uh, Seattle. I'm coming for one night only on March 10th. It's a Thursday. I'm at Hereafter which is the comedy venue inside the crocodile. And it's been a couple years and I fucking love you guys. You guys have been an amazing crowd to me in the past. So uh, those tickets will be up sometime next week. So keep an eye out and please, please, please come, come laugh. It'll be fun. I'll also be back in Tampa the weekend before Valentine's day and on Valentine's day in the uh, side splitters. That's at the Grove in Wesley chapel. So it's a little, it's a theater and so I'm already back. And I got to tell you, Tampa, in terms of crowds, this past uh, in uh, last week when I was there, you guys fucking crushed it. Great turnout, great energy, good fun. We had a blast. Me and, uh, and the openers, Jeffrey and Steven, everyone had like a great time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope... Let's get a repeat. Come back. I'll be doing uh, some new stuff by then. Some of it will be the same. We get some, old, you know, not old favorites, but favorites from this last show. And uh, and if you missed it, you weren't able to make it because the holidays. This is your chance. Ah, and also, I'll be doing my musical one last time as a two-person show live uh, in Tucson, Arizona on January 14th. So if you're in Tucson, come on out. We're at the Tucson Fringe at a place called... I think it's called The Secret Room. I don't know. Look at my website. Uh, but I'll be there with Jeffrey Baldinger. And then we are going to do some big rewrites on that based on the performances and some notes we've given ourselves. So uh, somebody asked about big projects we should look forward to me. To Someone asked about what big projects you guys could look forward to from me this year. This one is uh, not going to come to full fruition this year. We are being realistic about our time schedule and knowing that this is a big investment of time and energy but I'm so sorry I have like just a loogie it's yeah why am I like this I need more water um so we are giving ourselves because Jeffrey and I are both all over the map at the early part of the year which is great we're giving ourselves till September to get the rewrites fully done then we're gonna do like once a month live table reads where we cast the parts. We it's not going to be off book, but we will have the people in the parts sing the parts all in preparation to having like we want to see different casts, see how people interpret things. 
<sighs> Sorry, that was me taking a big sip of water. And uh, build up to by the same time next year. And by next year, I mean 2023. Doing like the super cast, like cast everyone that we think will be the strongest combination from those live reads into the parts. And then we'll invite investors and try to get, we want to get this thing into like real life theater. So that's the goal. And uh, thank you to the those of you who tuned in, those of you who have come to the couple live streams and live shows that we've done. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. It's dark. It's silly. It's absurd. And uh, I have a really good feeling about it. I'm very proud of what we've created. It's like such a fun departure from typical stand-up, but getting to do what I love, which is music and being silly and making dark jokes. And uh, Jeffrey's been an amazing person to work with we uh our brains it's just good good cooperation so that's been nice is finding you know people you could work with uh and knowing that it's a good collaborative effort is because that's not always the case sometimes sometimes there's people that you really like and you realize your your styles don't work that well together and that's okay too that's been a learning process for me this year is uh learning it's okay to let like let go of wanting to work with people when our styles don't fit up because I I okay you guys probably already have picked up on this from the amount of stupid little projects I put out I don't let's call them stupid that's something I need to keep working on negative self-talk but uh I have a tendency I'm an idea person constantly oh that would be a podcast this is a great idea for a movie this is a great idea for, for a series and sometimes I don't keep my fucking mouth shut and then I'll start working on something with someone and there have been, by the way, plenty of these. You guys have literally no idea. Uh, so please don't listen to this and assume it's about someone, if, if you know I've worked on a project, because I'm literally talking about things that like have never, ever seen the full light of day. But sometimes uh, you start working with someone and you realize, oh, it's not a good fit. And for me, that part of that realization comes from the fact that I am uh, a very hard worker. Nothing I have gotten in my career has come just from being talented. Do I think I'm talented? Yes, I believe in myself. I've done it long enough and had enough successes to go, okay, I'm in a field I belong in. I know that. I, I like, there was a time where that, the idea of saying that felt gross. But like, fuck that. It's okay to acknowledge the things you're good at. Like, we spend so much time beating ourselves up over shit that we can't do, and we never take time to go like, actually... Wow, look at some of these strengths I have. So I know I am a good comedian. I know I'm a great comedy writer. I know that about myself. I feel comfortable enough with my abilities and my, you know, work that I've already done to to back that up, to say that. I would have nothing that I have if it were not for my work ethic. Uh, I'm a very hard worker. And what I've realized is I cannot work with people who are not as hard of workers as I am. I care so much about everything I do that if someone is like half-assed about it or like sort of one foot in, one foot out, doesn't care, but they're doing it to do it. No, thank you. I am not, I uh, do not want to spend my time invested in something that someone's just like using to fill their time. And, uh, and that's that. I, I people who show up and half ass things, I don't want to be professionally affiliated with. I've realized that in so much of what I do. And also so much of who I want to work with. Because I'm now getting to the point where, like, on the road, 
I get to pick who I want to work with. I don't always get to bring someone like it's not I'm not successful enough that I can fly someone out. That's never a thing. But if there's someone available and I have my choice, I get to. And uh, here's the thing I didn't know I would care so much about, uh, but gratitude. Uh, I always go out of my way to make sure whoever asked me to work with them knows I'm grateful for the opportunity. And um, and maybe it's just I'm maybe maybe it's incorrect and I'm wanting people to show up the way I show up. And that's not fair. But uh, people who I've had work with me who don't say thank you or who show up and half ass the job like they don't take it because when you're featuring this is a whole episode. Now I'm just ranting when you're featuring in my mind when I'm featuring at a club, that's an audition for the club. I want to come back and headline. Or and you know it's you know depending on who the person is it's like you're fe- you're auditioning to keep getting more feature work if you're local to that club or come back and headline or et cetera et cetera and when someone comes and just sort of half-asses it and they don't give their best here's what I don't like first of all it seems like you don't give a shit about your career and I don't want to work with people who don't give a shit about their career second of all if you do a shitty job I can't bring a feature to that club next time. So you're not just like making yourself look bad. You're fucking over somebody else in the future. Uh, and I, I don't want to work with people who just don't care. There are, there are people who care so much. And then there's people who are like are doing stand up as a means to like just they so desperately want to be in front of people or be like seen and their aspirations as I don't know, an actor or whatever haven't taken off. So this is just their way to be like, please listen to me. But it's like, all right, well, then fucking do the work. Anyways, luckily I've gotten to work with some great people this year, but that's just a, a side thought. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're a comedian, fucking, I don't know, consider gratitude. Uh, and like, uh, by the way, I sell this to know like I, no one's getting some fucking crazy opportunity opening for me. It's not like, hey, this is Madison Square Garden. No, it's like, you know, chuckle bills in fucking Springfield, but like. You weren't working anywhere else, so I don't know. Just fucking say no if you think you're too good for it. Um, anyways, that's from me, a road comedian who loves the road and really is grateful for all the opportunities I get on it. I'm also, by the way, if you are listening and you're a comedian and you didn't see my post, January 8th, I'm going live on Instagram at 2 p.m. Pacific time to talk about how to how to work the road, how to get booked, how to because I'm I do my own booking up to this point, and uh, that looks like it's shifting into a change right now. Finally, someone's gonna be helping me there but uh yeah I uh was gonna make it a course and I was like I could I could charge people for this but I didn't feel I was like I don't know what's a good amount I didn't want to like you know the people who probably want it the most can't I I don't know it felt weird so I was like let me just tell people and then I mean I will be dropping my Venmo and my PayPal for tips if anyone wants to give them I'm not fucking rich enough to just be like please please keep your money uh you can still buy me a coffee virtually but I can't People ask to pick my brain all the time. And uh, I've had enough coffees with people who I watch the light in their eyes die when they realize, oh, there's not like some magic secret. It's a ton of work. And it's like, oh, you did you not know that? Because you just wasted my fucking time to, that uh, I'm not going to do coffees anymore. <laughs> so this is my way of being like, here, it's a coffee for everybody. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Although that is something I, I am excited to share that information. I'm excited to be in a position where I feel qualified to help comedians who are coming up. I'm excited that like I'm a person now that people do get like there are people have been like, I'm so excited. I get to open for you or I got to over you. Thank you for the, I, there are, as I just bitched about, but there've been people who are very thankful for that. And it's cool to get to go like, Oh, I'm the person now 
that someone is excited to open for. Like I'm the person that I used to be like, oh my God, I get to open for so-and-so. I'm on a show with this person. And for a handful of people, I have been that person or I might be that person next year. And that's fucking, first of all, insane, but also great. I put out a country song. It charted. I put out an album. It was number one. I'm just fucking dropping my little, uh, I recorded a little mini special with Eliza. No idea when that will be out, but that was fun. It's been a fun career year. It's been a good growth year. Somebody asked me uh, how far I think I've come during the past year in terms of healing old wounds, feeling more positive about my own self-worth. I think I've come really far. I, I think I have a long way to go. But even just being able to say what I said a few minutes ago about I actually I can acknowledge that I am good at what I do. That speaks volumes about my own self-worth because that's not something I would have done. And also just yesterday, somebody hit me up about co-headlining a gig and where. Sorry. Less than a month ago, I would have been like, well, you know, it's not far and like it'll be a. It's stage time, and I would have been, like, willing to do it for less money than I could potentially make if I get lucky and get booked at the comedy store. But basically less money than what I've decided or I what makes sense as my new, this is my rate. And I've been so flexible on my rate. Oh, well, this is what I, but, like, what are you, what are you willing to give? And I've sacrificed, and then I've realized that, like, some places I've barely done more than broke even as a couple I probably have just broken even when you add up all the travel I'm not doing that shit anymore I don't need to go somewhere and lose money to like audition I because I have enough work that will come in I am confident that uh if I'm not at a place where the where a club feels like they can pay me what I'm asking for I will be soon and that door's not I know now that that door's not permanently closed it's a not right now, not never fuck you, go fuck yourself. That's taken a lot of work because I grew up in a household where uh, it was very, I mean, my childhood and the way I was talked to as a child is a direct reason why I have this constant fear of asking for anything or that if I dare ask for a certain amount, someone's going to like laugh in my face and call me a piece of shit and worthless and how dare I. And that's not the case. I am a commodity as a comedian to comedy clubs and I know that now at Parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So that was a long roundabout way of saying I was like, well, I can do it if I will do the co-headlining thing if the person can pay me X amount plus lodging. And the guy couldn't, he, but he didn't say no. He said, all right, let's get you guys here individually. Whereas I would have asked for, I would have been like, well, what can he do? What can, and it's like, no, I don't need to. I also, uh, I'm doing a couple co-headlining gigs in 2022. I don't need to co-headline some places. Like, I'm not above co-headlining. It gets me in a door. And if it's like, I don't know if I'm a draw in this town. And let's bring two of us in and see 
how that does with the audiences. That's a way to get my feet wet. I'm absolutely happy to do that. And I'm very excited to be doing it with uh, a couple really funny, like close friends. But I think I'm in less than a year ago. If someone was like, we should co-headline something together who doesn't have my credits, who doesn't do the road work I do, but like is my friend who I think is funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. I maybe would have been into it. And I'm not against it. Like if it's just handed, if it, it's just like, here's the opportunity, here's the money. Yeah. But I'm not doing the work to like work with someone who isn't as far along as me because like, that's okay that they're not. And I, a big thing I've realized when I'm saying this is like, here's why I've been trying to help people up a ladder that I'm barely on. And what I've realized in working on myself is like, actually for now I need to work on getting farther up the ladder so I can actually be more helpful. I need to fucking put my mask on first. And I haven't been, I've been trying to help everyone else put their mask on. Not to mention some people I've helped up to the ladder and then they've used my head to step up to the next rung. And uh, I'm I'm done with that shit, for sure. People who have, like, turned around. like there's, there's, I can't even tell people about opportunities now. There have been people who I consider close friends who have literally, this happened. So, uh, someone showed up to a show and I was so excited to see them. I'm like, oh, glad you're here. And by the way, it's not weird to show up to a show and, like, as a comedian uh, and you know the booker and you're like, hey, I want to drop by support. And you are there to, you know, hey, don't forget about me. I would love to do the show sometime. That's normal. I had a booker tell me that a friend showed up and said, why didn't you just book me instead of her? That's fucking insane. So, uh, and I've also told friends about like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And then all of a sudden they like find out who's in charge of it and like get themselves in, which like, fine. But don't like pretend that you're just so interested in my life. Like the amount of people going like, it's so crazy. I randomly just got the audition too. And it's like, you mean you found out I had it and then like did some digging and then asked the person if you could come in. That's cool. Um, which fine, but like, don't pretend that's not the case. So a big thing for me has been learning like, you know what you can't, uh, and there's also people who cannot be happy for you because they're not happy with where they are. And so I'm done sharing small wins. I'm done sharing things I'm up for with people who like don't reciprocate the joy and uh that I feel like I can't trust with my feelings and my uh stuff so that's been a hard thing because I don't because you don't want to admit when you like think you have a friend and you're like it's like oh they're just doing their best they're surviving that's fine but like I don't have to participate in making myself feel shitty um so that's I don't know why I'm ranting on all that. It's just on my heart, I guess. I'm doing a big, that's a big thing for me is boundaries with, with work, with people. I'm done with people who like suck the energy out of things. People who are sad all the time. People who want to talk shit about everything. People who uh, always want to focus on what's wrong. Because that energy is contagious. And I fucking pick up on it and I'm trying to protect myself. So like, God bless you. Good luck. Go to fucking therapy. Work on your shit. People who it's never their fault, but shit's always wrong. That's wild to me because I am, I come from a life of like, it's probably my fault. I'm probably wrong here. Uh, so people who just go like everyone around me and don't want to look at themselves. I'm done. Like surround me with people who are working on themselves actively, trying to be their best self, not 
doing nothing and wondering why nothing changes. So covering themselves in crystals and being like, I have no accountability. I'm just a Virgo or whatever. I don't even know any Virgos. Well, I do. And all the Virgos I know are actually kicking ass. So go Virgos, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what a roundabout uh, rant I just went on when it started with what's a big project to look forward to from this year. I'm hoping to do more music. I think I said that. Uh, right now, the material you're going to see from me on the road is half, you know, I'm, I'm slowly edging out the, uh, stuff that's on my album that I still like doing. Uh, and if you have heard it on the album, I promise you the jokes I'm doing from the album are the ones that are very physical and visual. So there's an added element if you are like, oh, am I going to hear some of the same jokes? Yeah, but you're going to see them too. And that adds a complete different layer, but those are being slowly replaced as material comes in about I'm getting very personal I don't know where my next hour is gonna go if I want to do like someone said I should do like one woman show style about my life I've thought about talking about mental health as a full hour but I'm just combing through it now so it's a, a kind of a mix of everything um but I'm very excited and it's dark and it's honest but it's still funny and if you like to let, if you're someone who just likes to give the finger to the world and laugh in the face of a shitstorm, that's where this new material is really uh, headed. And I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to to be doing more clubs, new cities. I've got I got to headline new clubs this year. I've already got more on the books, so growth is good. I want to be more consistent with ignorance is hashtag blessed. It's just ignorance is blessed. It's got the hashtag in it. I like saying ignorance is blessed. Whatever. Uh, radical acceptance. I have rheumatoid arthritis and ADHD. And I've known that for a long time. But I have absolutely tried to live in a way that like I sweep it under the rug for myself. And go like I can do everything. It's fine. Let me operate like a person who doesn't have these things. And that goes. That fucking hurts me. Emotionally. Physically. In my relationships. So instead I'm going these are things I have. I can't function in the typical system let me build a let me build a system that works so I'm building my systems I'm creating time boundaries for myself for self-care because I am a workaholic and I will sit down and start working and never stop every day all day and whether or not that is always productive is debatable but I'm always in work mode and that's not good and I'm my own boss. It's like, what are you fucking doing? So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to give you my specific ones. And I know that uh, this is a luxury to be able to make these boundaries for myself. Uh, but I encourage you to, you know, work within whatever your schedule is and figure out how to carve out time for yourself and for the things that matter to you or that, that, that you need to do. I fucking... The... Meditation and exercise matter to me because they have to, not because I think it's cool to make that part of my personality. Frankly, 17-year-old me would call me a fucking pussy if they knew how much I was trying to meditate and do yoga. But here's the deal. Monday and Tuesdays, not Monday and Tuesdays, Sunday and Mondays, day off. Don't fucking, I'm not working on a thing. I'm not recording a podcast. I was going to do meditation Mondays. I will continue to do meditations for the patrons in the new year. We're going to move it to a different day. And that's okay. I don't fucking owe anyone my Monday. And Saturday nights often are going to be on the road, you know, Thursday through Saturday, flying back Sunday sometimes. So I'm like, okay, I need to have dedicated days. Because uh, it's hard to have a real routine when you're a traveling comedian. So I'm trying to have as much as I can 
of a routine. And uh, the day after uh, travel day, uh, I'm flying back. No plans. Then I'm not scheduling anything personal or professional because I feel terrible canceling, but I get exhausted. And it's like I need to make time for that, for recovery. I'm not clocking in to work on anything before 1230 Pacific time on the days that I am quote on, which means podcast episodes will be recorded in the afternoon. Here's something uh, I'm going to start instilling for my podcast episode is scheduled time to record the intro and outro after we wrap up. Do it right there. Get it done because I often don't and then they pile up and it's a whole thing. So that's the thing putting exercise and meditation into my calendar. So everything, all that's going to be before 1230. But instead of just going, I'll make time for it before I am in work mode. No, it's okay. Uh, At 1030, I fucking exercise. That's exercise time. Like a school schedule, which some people don't need. And I have tried to be someone who doesn't need them. I do. Food, I'm going to meal prep a bunch of Stuff regularly that can be frozen and heated up so that when I don't have the energy, I have stuff that's autoimmune protocol. Um, and that's kind of where my diet is headed back to. So so I have easy stuff to reach for because my problem with food is I get hungry. Immediately my boundaries about what's good for me or like me caring about what I shouldn't eat goes out the window and I'm just like shoving shit in my face. So that, accepting that, like, I'm not a kitchen person. I would love to be. Like, my fucking boyfriend is so good at whipping up meals. He likes to cook, and I don't. It stresses me out. I'm a mess because of my ADHD. I've I've been reading a lot about different things with ADHD and realizing so many of the things that are the way I am, so many things about me that I thought were character flaws were actually, they're because of ADHD, and I'm accepting that. And so it's like, okay, Maybe I'm going to order a a salad every day from sweet greens and not be like, whatever. I could save $3 a day by by making it, but like I'm not going to. There's a bunch of dead kale in my fucking fridge stinking up, and now I've wasted money. Like I know how I am. And instead of trying to not be how I am, I'm going, okay, well, how do I work with how I am? So that's, um, that's a thing. <sighs> it's, it's a, that's going to be a big thing. I'm going to start talking about, I may just leave it for like TikTok arena because I feel like that's kind of where I've been seeing it and where people get in discussions about it. But I'm going to talk more about ADHD and rheumatoid arthritis because like, I like talking about it and learning about it and sharing and growing with other people who, uh, deal with it but I have put off doing that because I have a I realized I have this fear or this hang-up of not wanting to be put in a box based on anything about myself I don't want to be the comedian with ADHD I don't want to be the oh the rheumatoid arthritis I don't want to be the depression comedian I didn't like it when I was the little asshole comedian because I had a joke about my asshole like I don't like being summed up by one thing but also you have to accept sometimes people are going to do that but fuck it I don't I don't know. I don't need to be funny 100% of the time on social media. And I can also make talking about it funny. But it's like, yeah, I we're all multifaceted. And this idea of trying to, like, stick to a, like, fake branded version of yourself is exhausting. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to talk. I'm going to start talking about it all. I'm going to talk more about that. So 
If you're into that stuff, you have ADHD. Holler at your girl. I'll probably never get back to you because I'm ADHD. But uh, <laughs> what I'd love to hear from you. Um, and also just talking about how I'm learning to cope with rheumatoid arthritis, changes I'm making, struggles I'm having. I want to I wanna reach other people who can relate to that because uh, not everyone in my life can. And for someone who doesn't have chronic pain or a chronic illness, it doesn't make sense. And it shouldn't. Like, a lot of people will just think you're faking it. And some of them will never say that. But they just are like, think you're being a baby if you don't have, like, physical deformities. Uh, and it's not their fault. It's hard to conceive of chronic pain uh, if you don't have it. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Frankly, I think anyone who's like, I wish you had this. Uh, so you understand. That's psychopathic. You're a fucking... An- also, I saw someone on stage, I have no idea who he was, talking about how, like, he was, like, a boring white guy. And I'm, I'm not the person to be like, oh, white man. But going, I wish I had some trauma or something to make me interesting. If you think that about yourself, you're insane. That's, you need help. Nobody with trauma wants trauma. Like, nobody's like, thank God I have this severe PTSD. Thank God I'm suffering from abandonment issues. Which, by the way, that's another thing I'm going to talk about, is I am a survivor of abandonment. And I make jokes about it. I've talked about it forever. But, like, have I fully dealt with it and the consequences? They've come up. I've been learning and growing and seeing, realizing how it affects my life and trying to, you know, figure out ways to get uh, around that or work within that. But, like, no, it's a, it fucks up your brain permanently. Uh, and instead of pretending it doesn't, I should talk about it. So I'm going to be talking more about, like, the shit that I, that are, quote, maybe I have seen as imperfections. Uh but they're just part of my human experience. And my human experience, though different from some people's, is not so unique. That's the other thing, too, is, like, thinking anything about you is, like, so weird. No, there's other people with that. Maybe you haven't found them, but they're out there. Like, almost none of us are actually, like, so crazy. I mean, if you have, like, a dog telling you to kill people or whatever, that, yeah, maybe you fucking check yourself in somewhere, but. Just like, oh, I can never find my keys. You're not a lunatic. <laughs> You're absent-minded. Maybe you have ADHD. But like going like, oh, is there something wrong with me? That shit's, I'm, I'm over it. I'm fucking done. No, I am who I am. Uh, so I hope you guys uh, can bring some of that energy. Let's. I want to do a year of like radical acceptance, but not in a fucking douchey way that's like too woo-woo. I mean, I am woo-woo. You guys know this. I've been getting into astrology. I want to talk about astrology and astronomy at the same time and, like, the links between them. Like, that's fucking... I would love... I love space science and I love space woo-woo-ness. But, like, radical acceptance just in, like, a, a human way of just... Yeah, actually, I'm not fucking perfect. And I'm wasting so much energy trying to do things that are not uh, within my brain's abilities when, like, I'm very good at some things and I should focus on those or find ways to do them within my brain abilities. So, that's fun. Um... I'm having fun. I sound like I'm not. I sound very intense. I am intense. I'm intense. All right? <laughs> fuck you. I don't know why I said fuck you. It's not you guys' fault I'm intense. It's the trauma. My abandonment. That's the other... That's... I want to talk about it, but my hang-up has been, like, I don't want to be one of those people. There are people I see as per- perpetual victims, and I do think you can get addicted to this feeling of being validated for uh, your victimhood. Woe is me. And I say that not in an outside judgment way. I say that because it's a thing I have seen myself do in the past where like I attach my identity to being, oh, I'm depressed. No, you have depression. 
you you still exist without your depression, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I worry about that. I don't want my whole thing to be like, boo-hoo, because you see that in people, and it's exhausting. And it, it's also, like, fucks me up when it's people who are, like, objectively successful, and you're like, yeah, shut the fuck up and be grateful for, like, once. And, you know. Um, here's something that somebody asked me to do, and I actually didn't know about this. But somebody, when I posted, like, oh, you guys want me to talk about anything from this end of your episode, asked if I could do a rose, thorn, and seed, which is not something I'm familiar with, but it's pretty cool. Um, and it's sort of this, uh, it's a practice for gratitude, and it sounds like something, I looked it up, that um, some people do, you know, for the day. So, like, it's like the rose is the best part of the day, thorn part we did not enjoy, and our seed for tomorrow. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, I this maybe is something that I want to start doing daily with my little gratitude list, which I want to get back to staying on top of because it makes a difference. That's the thing. All these corny things, doing a gratitude list, writing down three things every day that you're grateful for, even if they're small, there is science behind it. It shifts your brain. It's wild. It's not just woo-woo stuff. There's like science to back. Look up the science of happiness. Look up the science of gratitude. You guys, this shit is real. It starts to reframe so that you start seeing things instead of going, oh, I got, oh, fuck, this sucks that that happened. You go, oh, I'm so grateful that actually this happened. Instead of going, I have to do this. I get to do X, Y, Z. There's so many things that like could be your dream career, your dream thing that you get used to. It becomes, you know, run of the mill and then you forget that you're living your dream. So I get to start doing my podcast regularly again. Amazing. Instead of I have to because that's fucking insane. But, you know, what is your podcast? What is your thing that you enjoy doing? What is your creative outlet? So I guess for 2021, my rose, thorn, and seed would be my rose. <sighs> I'm going to the country song. I had a number one album, comedy album, and that felt great too. I think those are really two roses. It was a, There were a lot of roses this year. But for the, uh, I have always loved country music. I've always wanted to make a song. It, uh, getting to do that, regardless of it was cool that it got on a chart and got attention. I, th- I, I think this would still be my rose either way, is that I love to sing. I'm not an amazing singer, <clears throat> but I, you know, I'm okay. I can carry a tune and I've always loved country music. I wanted to sing country music before I really got into stand up. Like, so actually getting to like check the box and I, I'm hoping to do more, but even if it's just like the bucket list, I did one and I can look back and go one time I made a country song. That was really cool for me. That was like a little kid dream coming to fruition. I also got to play at the Rose Bowl. That's a fucking rose. Holy shit. What a year. I'm so grateful. Thorn. COVID. <laughs> COVID. I got COVID. COVID fucked up people, fucked up shows, fucked up lives. It would be insane to say anything except COVID. Uh, seed. Uh, thought or an action that I want to plant for next year. Balance. Gratitude. Boundaries. Self-worth. It's, it's kind of a, a repetition of this past year, but like knowing when to say no, knowing when to walk away, uh, knowing you can distance yourselves from people, you grow apart, and that's okay. Protection of the self. Protection and growth of the self and uh, leaning into my own joy. Letting go of trying to make other people happy 
which is what I do for a living is try to make other people happy. So it seems counterintuitive is that like I want to keep excelling at that. But letting go of that, that like codependent measuring, of, measure, I guess let it not, I don't want to let go of, you know, trying to make other people happy. Why not? But like, I want to do it in a healthy way where my self-worth doesn't depend on whether or not I have succeeded in making an individual person happy. I don't, I walk on eggshells trying not to like disrupt my friend's emotions all the time. And, uh. I'm done. My real friends don't need me to do that. I can be supportive to my friends, but like, I don't need to fucking, you know, negate my needs because I don't want someone else to be bummed out. So that's, that's my seed self love and knowing that, uh, I am safe in my choices and in, in my protection of self. So, uh, with that, what is, what is your rose, thorn, and seed? Talk. Let's talk about it. Get in the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Um, tweet it at me. Post it at me. I don't know. At JMS Comedy. I don't. Please don't fucking DM me anymore. I say this with so much love in my heart. If you have a specific question that only I can answer, I find that very hard to believe. Um, but in that case, yes. But like, I get so much anxiety lo- opening my phone and seeing a bunch of DMs. Like, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, but also please take it with love. Tell somebody else about your day. <laughs> I fucking don't. I, I, I know so many of you send me messages with no expectation of me answering. Um, and I don't want you to think me saying this is me being like, fuck you. I don't appreciate that you think of me or, you know. I want to answer all of them and this also go, this is also actually ties into me needing to be less codependent is I, I cannot answer those and it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate you and I don't like those, but like I, it's exhausting. Um, and that's not a thing I anticipated, but like, you know, bring it to the Patreon chats. If you're a patron, that's fine. And that's what the patrons do anyways. But like, if you really want to like chat with me, fucking get on Patreon. And I'm not asking you to pay for my time, but like, yeah, I don't know. Get, uh, I, it's a weird thing as a comedian, you're very open and vulnerable and people feel like you're their best friend. And like, that's great. And I like when my comedy makes people feel connected. I like that what I do makes people feel like, and I do want to like have this sort of friendship with the people who listen to me. I don't know you at all. <laughs> I don't know you, and it's fucking weird, and you should be able to wrap your head around that. Uh, get in the Facebook group. Start start posting, start responding, then I actually know you, and then I don't. It, then it doesn't feel weird. But, like, I don't know. I just, I just lately get so many DMs, and I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. What do you, I can't help you either. Like, I, if... Eh, what am I saying? This is, I'm so grateful that people like me enough to reach out to me. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm just exhausted. You guys, it's the end of the year. I have turned off my DMS on Instagram. Um, somehow some people can still DM me. Uh, but I literally am. It gives me so much anxiety. It has nothing to do with how I feel about people. It's my own shit. But this is interesting that I, after all this, I've now cycled myself into the realization of, Oh, this is fucking my own shit. <laughs> 
Look at that. Hey, you guys, if I could leave you with a little piece of advice. Sometimes talking out your own hangups out loud gives you clarity. Sometimes I think that's mostly what I'm paying my therapist for is I talk and then I have my own realization and there's just a person there so I feel less crazy because uh, otherwise I'd be talking out loud by myself. But uh, I, you know, some people writing helps get it out. I have always, talking helps me realize things. And that's something I know about myself. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so today. If anyone is still listening, you might have turned this off by now and been like, fuck this bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck your family. Fuck your Facebook group. <laughs> um, anyways, if you want bonus content, I'm going to be doing more and more stuff over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash JMS Comedy. Um, I'll be posting clips of sets. There are already clips of sets that you can't see anywhere else. Um, podcast episodes come out early. Bonuses. Meditations. We're doing it all. Let's fucking, I'll be your accountability buddy over there because uh, I, I am making specific space and time for that. And I'm, um, I'm very grateful for all of you. Thank you for listening to what I think was just a mental breakdown. Uh, but anyway, happy new year. Stay safe out there. I, uh, you know, hope you have someone to spend the new year with, whether it's in person or virtually. Uh, I will see you in the new year. See you at the shows. If you are a patron of my uh, other podcast, Two Filthy Nerds, I'll fucking see you at Universal Studios. Holy shit. Later this year. That's wild. Uh, and yeah, love you guys. Love you so much. Remember, keep asking questions because the more you ask, the more you learn, the more you know. And the more you know, the more you can look down on others who aren't as smart as you are. And isn't that the point? Thanks for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance because there's a whole lot of it. Whoo! See you soon, idiots. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.